drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line, coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30, at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, touchdown to Trumbier, Marvin Jones. Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Wednesday. This is your host, Derek O'Cree of the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, where I come to you twice a week. Wednesdays and Fridays talking Detroit Lions. Uh, really appreciate appreciate you guys joining the show for listening, supporting, finding me on Twitter at Derek Oakry and for drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in. <laughs> let's uh, let's not mess around. Let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, might be a little bit of a shorter show today. You know what it is. We're about ready to get heading to training camp. Everybody's busy here in the summertime, but I, I got Lions stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about Ford Field being at full capacity. I'm going to talk about Ify Melifonwu a little bit more. And I want to know, what's Dan freaking Campbell going to be like on the sidelines, as well as some Frank Ragnow talking a lot of love from the NFL. So let's go ahead and dive right into the topics here. Um, news of the day is the Lions came out and said, not only will Ford Field be at full capacity, 65000 Lions fans, I mean Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. Drink it in, man. <laughs> the, the Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid is going to be flowing this fall. They will be allowed in the stadiums. There's, what they say? They said you, you don't necessarily have to be vaccinated. You don't have to wear your mask. They also said there's going to be all the outdoor activities from tailgating to the stuff on Brush Street, the zip line, the food specials. The promos, I mean, it's going to be back to normal down there at uh, in Detroit um, over at Ford Field, which is really exciting. I mean, uh, I didn't really even think about it because, you know, when it comes down to it, I do love enjoying a football game at home, sweatpants, food in the oven, fantasy football leagues everywhere. But uh, I am really looking forward to going to that uh, game against San Francisco. I believe I will be at the Baltimore game, and I think I'm going to be doing Thanksgiving this year as well. So uh might be one of my last runs here, uh, going to Lions games before I head out, uh, possibly moving out of the state here. But I'm always going to be giving you Lions content. If any of you Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers are hearing this, and you're going to be at any of those three games... Um, hit me up on Twitter at Derek Oakery. Send me a DM. Send me a message. And uh, always love when I go down there to have uh, listeners of the show uh, swing by the tailgate or you know meet up somewhere. It's always a really good time. But uh, like I said, just really excited about this. I think Ford Field's going to be rocking. I- I'm not going to get into it a ton on this show, but listen to my podcast on Thursday mornings. It's called Believe, B-O-E-A-V and Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. I think my Thursday show this week is going to be all about 
how the Lions need to turn Ford Field into a lion's den. How Ford Field can be a ridiculous competitive advantage for the Detroit Lions. How that place, how they need to fix it, how the players need to approach it, what they need to do to make that place just crazy. I think I'm going to get into all that on Thursday. So that's a little teaser. Go check out that other podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Share that with a friend. Um, So basically three days in a row, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you get Lions content from me. Again, Still changing up my setup here on the podcast, trying different microphones, getting guests on here, getting those reps in. So listen to all those shows, share those with people, and we're really going to be rocking and rolling when football is here in basically less than two weeks, basically be kicking off. So, you know, if you're a Lions fan, season ticket holder, you got to be excited about heading to these games again. I know I am. I didn't really realize how crazy last year was with no fans for the whole season at Ford Field. What, college football with my Michigan Wolverines? I mean, I maybe got, you know, what, four, five, however many games they played. That was ridiculous as well. So, I mean, I just cannot wait to hear Dan Miller doing his thing in Ford Field, getting the fans hype both at home, and uh, we hopefully we'll hear this a lot. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Exactly, but, you know, I, I just enjoy going a few games a year. I give the rest of my tickets to family and friends. They love going down to a game or so, you know, great look at the game when I'm there. I mean, there's nothing better than a hype game at Ford Field. The crowd does get rowdy. We obviously had some lean years. Some The last couple of seasons have been lean. It's not fun when you're in there. You've dealt with the traffic. You've you know, paid for the part, you've done all that stuff, and they are not playing good football or not exciting to watch. But I expect this year to be really fun. And because everybody's been gone for a while, I just think it's going to be so rowdy, rowdy, so fun. Just cannot wait for that opener. Yeah, they got a tough opponent. We don't know what this Lions squad is going to be, but I'm telling you, if they get up on the San Francisco 49ers or play a really great game there, that's going to be a really fun one to be at. And whenever I get a chance, I mean, I just love going down to Thanksgiving because you get down there, you do the turkey tailgate, you uh, take a look at the parade. I know I got some friends and people that run in the races down there. And uh, that's just a great time as well. So I just encourage everybody. I think I I did a segment on it here a few weeks ago. Um, go down to a game. Go down to training camp. Like get involved this year. I mean, hopefully all every, all you are vaccinated and keeping safe. But I feel like you know, world's getting back and and enjoy it. You know, get out and, and enjoy a sporting event. Lions game. Piston and wings get going. You know what I mean. Just go enjoy that. So that was really good news. I'm glad they're not over-managing it with, so you got to have a card on your phone that shows your vaccination. You got to wear a mask the whole time. You can't do it. You know, just seems like people are kind of like, let's let's get things rolling and deal with the issues as they come if they're significant enough. You know, if they're impacting a large amount or if things pop up again, I'm sure we'll do what's safe. But I think that we're going to have a great football season, a great college football season. I'm loaded for bear for fantasy football. So that is just tremendous news on so many fronts. So everybody enjoy those games. 
um, get down to a game, pack that stadium, and uh, you know Dan freaking Campbell and Jared Goff and Swift, Hawkinson, um, you know our guys on defense, Michael Brockers, Flowers, you know Derek Barnes playing linebacker. You know get a look at what Okuda can do in year two. Watch Tracy Walker fly around the back end. These boys need the support, man. They need a rowdy fan base, and now they got a, a new energetic coaching staff and hopefully we've got better players and better schemes on the field so we can really get things rolling get everybody excited so go do that make a point to do that i'm excited for it the next thing i want to talk about was ify melifanu i can't remember again you guys are probably killing me out there if i've done a couple repeats but when you do three shows a week and when you're coming up with all this off-season lions content i'm trying to give you guys not only what's on my brain but kind of what interests me uh, you know at the time and some weeks it might be similar topics the same thing but i know i've talked about ify a bit i know benny blades when he was doing my other podcast he was like man Ify's a horrible name you don't want to be iffy you don't want to be out you know hanging with the fellas and be like man my name's iffy but i think it's swaggy i think it's great i uh really excited to see this kid play now the the question going around is like who's going to be the opposite corner of Okuda? Is it going to be AO? I mean, you guys know that I can't say that without dropping the soundbite here on the show. AO. Oh baby. <laughs> there it is. I know a lot of you guys like that out there. We we don't know if it's going to be him, if it's going to be Quentin Dunbar who had a great a year a couple years ago in Washington and kind of fell off at, in Seattle due to injuries and whatnot had some legal troubles which he's cleared himself of so could be him I mean veteran good player he's wearing the number one I mean we'll see if he's if he's uh plays like a top corner and, and then you got this kid iffy coming out of Syracuse basically six two six three over 200 pounds he, he put out some some workout videos recently, which I, I hit the old retweet on and, and appreciate when these guys are giving the fans a look at not only what they're up to, but a lot of those videos always get you hype or think, oh, man, look at this guy. He's great. Um, I don't know. I, I got I to say I had a little bit of a – I was a little iffy on these videos, if you want to if you want to say that, because uh, though he was working and, 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 you know, out there doing his thing – He's a little handsy, a, a, you know, a little bit, uh, a little bit too handsy for me. I thought there had been some yellow flags coming out on him, uh, but but you gotta like this kid's size, his ability, and I he he's just a wild. This whole Lions draft, I'm just so excited to see it because a lot of my friends are just fired up about this draft, fired about this team, um, and. And so am I. I mean, I'm always optimistic. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's just me or maybe it's the Kool-Aid. Drink it in, <laughs> But when you're looking at Iffy, Derek Barnes, St. Brown, and then, of course, you got the top few picks of, uh, of, of Penne, Levi, Big Denim, and, uh, and you got the big, big fella, Aline McNeil in there. I mean, the... I mean, I feel like almost all those guys are wild cards in those top few picks, except for Penny Sewell. I, I feel like the only wild card about him is that he's going to be playing the right side. But I think people just keep forgetting how nasty and how fun that line could be for to protect Jared Goff and finally have a run game and give him time in the pass game. So, you know, Ify Melifon was a big question mark to me because he got picked at 101 and he could be... 
he could be tremendous help for this team. I mean, a big, long corner, a guy that can play outside. He could play some inside. You can play him at safety a bit. Like, I just, I think I'm really going to have a better feel probably after about six, eight games of what these rookies really have because we all get excited about rookies. We all think, man, they could do this. They'll fit this way. Like, what a great value. But these guys are going to have to come out and play. I think there was a Pro Football Focus article that came out that said, are the Detroit Lions secret geniuses by drafting big bodies, big guys on the line, because those guys take a bit longer to develop? You know, I think it's intriguing. I mean, I would really love to know what this big master plan is from Brad Holmes. But I think, hey, you can hit more draft classes like he seemed to do this year. You can... You know, have these coaches create schemes and an environment that these players want to play in and are excited about. I think that's going to pay dividends. So, a guy that they scooped up in the hundreds there, that there's been word that he could be a starter, he could be a really top end NFL football player. I mean, that's exciting. And even though I don't do it a lot on the show, I mean, I yeah, I do have my concerns about just how many of these guys can hit, how impactful can they be, and just need to see them out on the football field because these these weren't guys that I either had at the top of my list or that you know I I really would have snagged if I was making the decisions. But they do look like good football players, good athletes, um, exciting prospects they can put out there. So. I I think it, when it's all said and done, you know, to me, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Okuda and Dunbar starting day one. I think I, I didn't like AO in the slot the last couple times when he or last few, you know, times I've seen him or the last couple years he's been out there. I feel like he gets beat a lot on those under routes or or those little shake routes that people run. But he seemed better on the outside. So maybe AO's a, a number two outside corner behind somebody. You know, when I say number two corner, I'm kind of saying like maybe he's the number two behind a number two. Like if Dunbar is the two to start, he's the guy behind him. And But he's still got two abilities. You know, he's still a guy that could play the outside in a starting role. But I wouldn't mind it if he got bumped down a bit. And that's nothing against the player, the person. It's just more like, you know, Dunbar's got a little more seasoning and, and might just be a better, consist, more consistent player. And AO can get his reps. He can come in if an injury occurs. He can um, do some different things on the defense, but maybe just not accounted for as that dead set outside starter against some of these premier receivers, which the Lions are going to see. And the nice part is you look at the schedule – it's a tough schedule. There's a lot of good teams on that schedule, and there's a lot of teams that are going to bring a firepower of two, three, four receivers, and you need those bodies out there. I mean, the Lions have always been only one, maybe two corners, and then a bunch of guys working from the that just came from the bowling alley. You know what I mean? So we need to have multiple corners, and I think now you're looking at Okuda, who I think will take a big leap forward, Dunbar, who's that veteran, A.O., we know he's got length and ability. We've seen it when he picked off that smug P. 
piece of garbage named Aaron Rodgers. I think that was a year or two years ago, whatever it was. Beautiful interception. I mean, you love when the smug one gets picked off. I mean, nothing better than that. What, what's that goof doing with his haircut and his sloppy, you know, whatever he's got going? He looks like a, just a complete bum, and he's just over here golfing and hanging out in Hawaii, like does not care at all. Just go just go do Jeopardy and get out of everybody's uh, life, would you, Aaron Rodgers? I mean, what a what a smug goof. Just, I I don't know. Like, obviously all Lions fans want him out because he's, he, he's been done damage. But dude's, what, like 38? Looks like, like a fool. I mean, talks like an aloof idiot. Just just go away, and, and the NFL will be a better place without you. I mean, I swear. Um, But back to my point. So, like, you, you know, after AO picked off uh, number 12 there in Green Bay, I mean he's got roasted and toasted extra crispy a few times more times than i would like he's been a little up and down but he's got talent he was great at penn state so let's say he he's in the third corner Uh, let's let's put the rookie let's put iffy at the four corner at number four on the depth chart just because he's gonna be learning he's gonna be getting up to speed so you know he again when you're the fourth corner, that doesn't mean you can't play the slot. That doesn't mean that you might not uh, have some plays outside in three, four wide sets. So, you know, the third and fourth corner is somewhat of a starter in today's game. So even if, if he's there, no problem. We still got Corn Elder, who had good draft pedigree coming out of, coming out of uh, you know, that school. I don't know if you guys heard about it. I know it's one of Benny Blades' favorites. I mean, it's... Uh, I got it here somewhere. I, I, I'm stalling so I can find the sound bite. You guys know I have it somewhere. It's it's all about that you. I mean, the kid played for the Canes. I mean, it's 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 Miami, Miami Hurricanes. <laughs> Some of you are like. Okri, why why are you playing three hurricane sound bites on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast? Well, if you listen to my Believe in Lion show when Benny Blades was on there, I mean, we're dropping those bits every few minutes, it sounded like, because all Benny could do was talk about that you. So I I just brought it over to this show as well. Whenever I bring up the Canes or somebody that plays for Hurricanes, I got to get the sound bites in. You know what I'm saying? Add a little fun entertainment here to the show. But I think Corn Elder can do some things, whether he's playing in the slot, he's playing finding a different role I mean maybe he's a contributor on special teams as well I like him you know keep moving down the depth chart you got Mike Ford absolutely uh, horrible in coverage I don't know why the Lions keep him They, they probably just like his attitude and you know things like he comes cheap but not a good football player and not not sure why he's out there trying to cover people but hopefully we don't have to see him much if those top four or five guys end up playing and uh i cannot wait to see what if he gives us because you know it'd be crazy too Uh, let's say some of these other corners play really good stay healthy what about iffy and tracy walker on the back end playing free and strong safety or playing too high or maybe you know split safeties where you just put them back there and you let them roam cover run and hit I mean that could be fun to watch I don't know that if he has a ton of snaps back at a safety position but 
that would be crazy length. I think both those guys are really good athletes. I think if you cut them loose and just gave them a half a field to look over, they might be able to jump some passes and make some plays. So interesting to see. Let's let's wait and see what Melifonwu can bring the Lions. I'm really excited about him, and I can't wait to see where he fits in as well as what's his ceiling. Is he going to be a career backup? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be a, a guy that makes a Pro Bowl? I mean, what is this kid? Because he's getting a lot of hype. He wasn't at the top of my draft list when it came to corners, but I do like where they got him at value. So can't wait to see uh, what Iffy is going to bring to the D. All right, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, we're talking Dan freaking Campbell as well as Frank Ragnow and other topics. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now... Most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your metal. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much. I, I say it every week, but I got to say it. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors. For all you that contribute, for that, that donate to the Detroit Kool-Aid cast and all the other things I'm trying to do um, by making football a, a career here, I really appreciate it. I cannot thank you enough. You guys know who you are. And we're always looking to expand the audience, reach more people. 
um, you know, be able to add new equipment, do new things here on the show, all the different things I'm doing. And I've said the last couple of weeks, but since football's right around the corner and I've been doing so many fantasy drafts, I do have a couple fantasy articles in the hopper that you will probably see at USA Today Lions Wire here shortly talking about Detroit Lions average draft position as well as I may have some player pieces coming out as well as some positional rankings because I know a lot of you out there in those fantasy leagues where you wait till right before camp or even after the preseason to do your drafts so I still got you covered I mean I'm drafting basically in April in a lot of my big leagues but I will have those articles coming out here for you shortly so you can have them before you get to drafting which is here in usually early August late August before the season kicks off in September so be on the lookout for those as well so all right let the, with the, with that out of the way let's go ahead and get into it and you know who we're talking about I mean the man the myth the legend the guy on the show that I just cannot talk enough about and I definitely can't play the soundbite enough and that's Dan freaking Campbell we're gonna bite a kneecap off we're gonna smile at you we're gonna take your other kneecap we're gonna smile at you and when we do we're gonna take another hunk out of you we're gonna be the last one standing all right that's gonna be the mentality I'm with you Dan Campbell that is the mentality and I love that bit I love this guy but here's my question or here's what I want to talk about here on the show what's Dan freaking Campbell gonna be like on the sidelines Because we know what we've had the last few coaches. We had Mariucci, the king of the country clubs, running up and down, trying to be king of uh, head of marketing or rah-rah kind of sis-boomba type of guy. I mean, that didn't work. (laughs) We've had Jim Schwartz who was over there slapping people on the back and slamming his headset down after W's and calling challenges when he shouldn't and just uh, red-faced and, you know, brought some moxie to the team. I ain't going to lie, but he also cost us uh, ball games and, and some issues by his players just being in the in the police blotter every other day when he was here. But uh, I did like his fire. Then we move, what, to Jim the Reverend Caldwell. Guy's over there, looks like he's half asleep with three watches on his wrist, uh, just no emotion, randomly clapping or just uh, soft-spoken all the time. I mean, people will tell you the players loved him. I'm sure they did because <laughs> it, uh, it was another country club session over there at the 222 Republic Drive at the Allen Park headquarters. I mean, yeah, I would love him as my grandpa. I'd love him as my neighbor. I'd love uh, Jim Caldwell as just a, a family friend, but he can't be my head football coach. I mean, could he be a coordinator for me? Maybe, <laughs> but he can't be my head guy. And, uh, you know, it was just... We got some W's. We had a decent squad there for a couple years, whatever it was. But you knew we weren't going to win at the highest level with Jim Caldwell there just based on how he managed and, you know, what he brought to the table. Yeah, he, he reeled the team back in. He also got the veterans' ear, but he never got, you know, let Stafford loose or got this team where they needed to go at a high level so we had that then we go from the reverend over to uh matt pat 
Matt Patricia, who, like, we all know came in with high expectations. Everyone loved it. Don't let anybody tell you, oh, I knew he was going to be horrible because that definitely was not the the hope, the thought by many Lions fans when he came in. He turned the table upside down. He changed everything. Him and Bob Quinn got rid of every player that was worth a dang as well as all the scrubs. And they cons- uh, followed that up with bringing in scrubs and bringing in a few guys here or there that were worth a dang, and they ended up heading out the door with basically exactly what they um, came in the door with, which was a few good players here or there, a whole new setup, a whole new scheme that didn't work. Players hated the coach. The coach never adjusted the coach. Just no emotion, no nothing. It's for the smartest guy in the room, the smartest guy uh, on the planet. He seemed like one of the dumbest coaches when it comes to knowing how to motivate, how to relate to people, how to scheme it up on Sundays when you really need it, how to make adjustments. I mean, it just didn't work on so many levels. That was really disappointing for me because I feel like Matt Pat, Matt Patricia knows football. He also is kind of like that guy that will get in your face, but get in your face in a way that guys get in your face when you play sports. But there were other things between him and Bob Quinn and others that just rubbed everybody the wrong way. I can't believe he didn't uh, show more emotion on the sideline or, you know, tweak things more or change his scheme or get good players rather than just thinking that you can scheme up winning football because it just did not work so with all that being said after i ran down our last four or five coaches let's get to dan freaking campbell what's he gonna be like on the sideline and as coach of the detroit lions i mean do you want to know what dan campbell thinks of just standing there on the sideline with your arms crossed no emotion not changing things up not being aggressive not doing all you can to win football games. You want to know what Dan Campbell thinks about that? You've had enough of that. (laughs) Yeah, Dan Campbell. I agree. I, I think that's a good take. I mean, we have had enough of that. I mean, we've had enough of the losing here in Detroit. Don't you agree? You've had enough of that. Exactly. We have had enough of it. So when you're thinking about Dan freaking Campbell, I think he's going to be fun on the pressers. He's not going to hold his tongue. Everything's not going to be, you know, FBI, you know, interrogation. He's not going to hold everything close to the vest. I think Dan Campbell, too, is a lot more strategic and a lot more tactical than people give him credit for. But here's the thing I really wanted to talk about again is the sideline Dan freaking Campbell. I cannot wait to be at that game against San Francisco because I think Dan Campbell... Dan freaking Campbell is going to be very personable. I think he's going to be very engaged with his players, whether it be a high five, a chest bump, a, a sense of urgency and excitement on Sundays on the sideline. I think he will let his coaches do their thing, but also be a guy that's going to, like I say, a sense of urgency, like stuff's not going right. He's going to try to get it fixed rather than running the same thing over and over again. 
and expecting a different result. I also cannot wait for a bad call from a referee or the Lions getting jobbed, which we know has happened time and time again. And what have all our coaches said? Oh, that's the rule book. I mean, the NFL uh, will go with what they said. Um, you know, we're, we've asked the league to review it. No, Dan Campbell is going to be up in somebody's grill trying to get it after it. And like I said, he's a funny guy, too. So I think he's going to have a lot better rapport with fellow coaches that he plays against. Um you know, his his players, they're just going to relate to him so much better. He played the game. He knows what it takes to strap it up and go out there and be in a heat of a battle. I just can't wait to watch this guy on the sidelines. And, yeah, do I think there's going to be a little bit of Dan Campbell, Dan freaking Campbell, that's going to look cool, calm, even in, when things are stressful? Sure, all coaches do that. Do I think he's going to try to um, play the part that we've seen before where he delegates, lets his coaches do their thing, and it looks sometimes like he's hands-off? Sure. But do I think Dan Campbell's going to come out maybe in the Schmedium shirt and look like he could still get out there and give you a blocking down at tight end if you need it, maybe give you an out route to help move the chains? Yeah, I think so. Do I think Dan Campbell's going to be sweating profusely and just fired up from moment one to the the final whistle? Yes. Do I think if we lose and get job by the referees or or get a bad call or just get um, our tails kicked? Kicked in that Dan Campbell's going to step up at the podium and say, oh, we keep that in-house, or, oh, you know, I'm not going to speak on that. The NFL, is, uh, you know, sets the rule book. You know, do I do I think he's going to kowtow and say, oh, you know, we, we should have played better, we should have coached better, we should have worked harder? No. Dan Campbell's going to get fired up and say some stuff that you shouldn't say, and it's going to be awesome, as well as I think we're going to win some games just because of the emotion from Dan Campbell, both before the game, middle of the game, the end of the game, and I'm here for it. I cannot wait for it. So, Dan freaking Campbell, let's go. Let's go. I should end end on that, but I, but I got to get Frank Rag now in here. I mean, ESPN put out a, a poll. I want to say the poll was by like GMs, former coaches, play whatever it was, and I think Frank Rag now got got voted like number four when it came to interior offensive linemen, but he was number one when it came to centers in the National Football League. The Detroit Lions have the best center in the whole league, based on. The results of this poll. You could say, ah, oh, it's one poll, uh, you know, and he's a center. Hey, to me, a center and a left tackle is what you need to have a, a really good top quality offensive line. The Lions have that. Frank Ragnow is humble. He's funny. He's a good communicator. He's tough. He's physical. He's assignment sound. He's everything you want in the middle of your offensive line there. And the fact that he got paid by the Lions, that he is so grateful to get that contract, to be on this team, as well as take care of his family, do all the outdoors stuff that he loves to do, as well as strap it up and be just a really nasty, fun, good player there in the middle. I'm excited about it. I'm glad he's getting recognition. I think he's a hell of a player, a hell of a person. I'm glad to call him a Detroit Lion. So, Frank... 
do your thing. I can't wait to see you keep growing as a player. I know I've come on here a few times and said I'd like to see you bury a couple people, and then you went out against Chicago Bears and you drove Hakeem Nix, I believe it was, about 10 yards off the ball and put him in the ground. I mean, one of the greatest highlights ever for an offensive lineman, as well as you always make me laugh when you do your interviews, and... You love this team. You love this city. So you got all that stuff going for you. So I just wanted to hype up Frank Ragnow, his family, as well as what this guy can be for the future of the Detroit Lions, which if he's the number one center now, dude's been in the league three years or whatever. He's paid. You don't have to worry about him. He's never going to not show up. I mean, the guy's played through injuries. He's done his thing. I mean, Frank Ragnow is just a centerpiece of this team. I know usually when I talk about the team, I say Swift, Hawkinson, Goff, you know, Flower, all these, because those are kind of the the big name skill or, or nasty defensive players. But don't don't forget about the O-line. Don't forget about Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, and Sewell, baby, because that's really what this team is built on when you look at it right now. I mean, the offensive line is the strength of our team. Frank Ragnow, if I had to rank him, is the best guy on that offensive line. And he's young. He's paid. He wants a beer. He's not going anywhere. And I think he's just going to get better and better. And he needs to be kind of the leader of that group, him and Taylor Decker. So bring bring Sewell along. Get Jonah Jackson to play even You know, He needs to be better than he was his rookie year. But that's a hell of a unit. Young, quality. You know, you got two of them paid and you got two or three cheap players there on the line. I like that mix. Just got to get rid of Hal Vitae and and get a little more depth and away we go. So I really like it. I'm glad he's getting recognized because the Lions are getting beat up this offseason. You know, worst in the league when it comes to their overall talent roster. Worst, they say, at receiver. Jared Goff's getting bottom of the barrel quarterback rankings. Well, Taylor Decker's like a top 10 Left tackle, no question, maybe even higher. Frank Ragnow is voted by ESPN here as the number one center. Penny Sewell was rated in some articles like the most likely to be a pro bowler as a rookie. I mean, we'll see how he does there over there on the right side. But, dude, his physical nasty, and he's, what, 20, 21 years old? I mean, he's going to be a force and a beast to be reckoned with, let me, let me tell you right now. So... Frank, like I said, said it already. Mad respect. Glad you're on this team. I love you as a Detroit Lion. I'm glad you're getting your recognition nationally. And I'm glad you got Piz Aid as well. Because we know at the end of the day, I mean, as much as you love football, it's all about the Monday. And you got a whole lot of it, Frank Ragnow. Mad respect, man. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll all be laughing when it's all said and done, when the Lions are beating people up on the offensive line, running the football, and doing some real good things for this team, both now and in the future. So, everybody, that's all the Detroit Kool-Aid I got for you this week. I'm all tapped out. Drink it in, man. Drink that in with a side of cornbread. Oh, it tastes delicious. Cornbread! I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out.
drink it in, man. 